0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram and I hope you enjoy this episode. The topic of Asher Yotzar and that brocha and when it applies, and it really ties into the taboos that uh, we associate from such an early age. The, the shame that we connect with our bodily functions, and which isn't just something that uh you know is part of a western culture it's something that goes back really you know probably in most cultures the idea was that this was something that humans aren't proud of it's something that humans realize that that underscore our physicality and um because of that we we're told and as we're getting young um, freud has talked about it as well you know that we get become fixated on on, on these, on, 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 what happens to us. And we either feel a sense of shame, we cover it up. We're told how, you know, you need to learn how to use the bathroom. You need to learn how to, to, to be toilet trained and all that stuff becomes ingrained in us. And then we have this idea of something that is deeply uh, held, but it's sort of like we, we titter at it and we laugh at it because it's something that's the taboo that you're not really supposed to bring out into the public and we find this really throughout uh, our our life that talking about this is something not meant for public uh disc- discourse and when you do talk about it it's almost like you've broken uh you've broken a taboo you've talked about it it's now something that that that, that might be funny and and we know most of the the gross out comedies deal with this type of bathroom humor um, and it's very hard to to actually accept a discussion about this without uh, sort of being dragged down. And uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to escape that completely. I think what we have to realize, though, is that some of the most powerful language that we have in a bracha that really speaks to the creation of mankind and, and as I put in the blurb from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, and again, we do want the shir to be dedicated not only to Tamara Shabba and I'll explain why specifically her in a minute, but also to Rabbi Sachs, who we know is also, uh, what sort of cancer we, he has uh, has not been revealed? But as he says, this is really a bracha that if you think about it, when you say, um, Every generation, the more we understand about the human body and the incredible up into the the, the smallness of of the human genome, you realize how disease uh, uh, comes and can be determined by the slightest different aspect that God is is, is helping and protecting us from, and. Um, the the, 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 the the system, the excretory system, the urinary system that is so much part of our lives um, should really hammer home to us the greatness of God's creation of us as, as beings and specifically how much we should feel gratitude. Uh, towards God, in terms of allowing ourselves to live and to be able to exude uh, things that are, if they stay in our system, we're poisonous and we're going to die. Having been with uh, ministered to people who who did not have proper um, uh, functioning and watching their suffering and knowing the malachamovas hovering there, we we have to be definitely makir tov and the bracha itself has terminology which is incredible right you think about it right you mentioned the, the throne of God the throne of God is being is mentioned um, you know you're talking about the kise and that means something right ma even, and I'm not going to get into all the machlokas, uh, of the mefarshim who try to explain every word of that brocha. In other words, what's opening and what's closing. It's going to come up a little bit today, but there's, 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 there's intense involvement by the rabbonim and the poskim to try to get this brocha correct, to know exactly what it means. And I think each generation probably saw more based on their knowledge of the, the uh, of the human body. So this is not something. This is something that should be out of the shadows of the latrine. It should actually be in front of the kiseh And even though, you know, as the Gemara says that you tell the malachim to wait while you use the quote-unquote the facilities and all these euphemistic terms, we have to recognize, as, as, as Rabbi Sacks says, that that the physical is also incredibly holy and, and powerfully demonstrates God's. Wisdom in the world. Now, the specific question today, just like I said in the invite, has to do with questions that are asked by people who aren't in a, a state where things are functioning normally, where things are functioning in a difficult way. Tamar Sheva Bastavora has correctal cancer and has had um, um, a part of her rectum or the rectum removed. And because of that, um, she is. Uh, what they do is um, so. What what has occurred is that for at least a temper for a temporary time, uh, she is going to. She has an ileostomy bag, which uh, is redirecting to that area till, uh the area where uh, the operation occurred healed enough for them to reattach and for her to have the, the normal bowel movement. So this is something that the question was posed, and there are people, as, as, as others know about, people who have colostomy bags and people who have problems uh, urinating, people who uh, have catheters, uh, and people whose kidney function is so um, decreased that the only way they can get the, uh, the poisons out of their system is through dialysis. And all of these people, including Tamar, have asked a question about, well, what about Asher Yotzar? Now that it's not functioning in the normal way, can I make this Brocha? And I think that that's a question that it's, it's so ironic because that's the brocha that these people feel they need to make. They, In some way, they feel that they, they are appealing to God because they recognize that that they are alive and that the system is in some sense working, and they hope it will work. And can this bracha be said? So it is, I think, a, a very real question. It's not just something that um, you know that we're just taking out of the thin air. And it's un- I often wondered, could you say this bracha for other bodily functions? So that's a good question, Sheila uh, you're, 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 sort of thinking, why is it, why is this bracha, um, uh, why is it only in terms of exuding stuff from, from your system? Why is this bracha, uh, connected to that function? Clearly, Chazal understood that this was a primary thing. And one of the things that, um, uh, Tamar uh, wrote in her blog was that she she was the assumption she couldn't make this brocha, That because of the way things were, she wasn't able to, and she asked others when they made their brachas in their healthy state to have her in mind. And then she discovered a psak that she heard from uh, her brother that it's actually, she is, she can make the brocha, So I read this because she has a blog where she speaks about her illness and her recovery. And Baruch Hashem, the pathology report that has come back, has, has indicated that she, and I, I mentioned this on on our nightly Shira, that she is uh, doing much better. And the pathology report shows uh, a very clear um, uh, case that things are very, very, very good. So I felt that this was, you know, I was inspired by this to sort of do a little bit of research on this topic. So it should be refuahs for for all involved. So let's get started. We'll start here. Um, We start with the Mishnaburah. And uh, this is just, you know, historically the wrong place to start. But with most people, that's where they would start. Um, Just because of how strongly uh, um, important the Mishnaburah is in terms of halacha. So here is an interest, and you're going to see something, again, that looking stuff up always helps. But we start, with say you start with the Mr. It says here that, Okay. So, in other words, all day. Um, whether it's Katanim or gedolim. And there is a discussion about this, by the way. There are some sheitas that hold that perhaps um, urinating doesn't necessitate asher yotzer. she we mentioned before. W- w- you know, could you say it's a distinct function or not? So we say whether it's uh, urinating or defecating, both of those things, uh, the bracha is said. Now, just read a little bit more of the Shulchan Aruch. Um, now, so you say it no matter when. Now, hit mayim um, let's say since we're talking about uh, a person who um, has had the urinary, has has urinated and then he did not say Asher and he didn't feel he had to urinate again and then he decides he has to urinate a second time Sarach varach Beis Pamim Asher Asher Yotzer needs to be um, done twice. Hmm. Now, I want to read one last halacha here. Ain shir mayim. yafiu achas The Machaber says, even if it's only a drop that exits out of the person's body, he has to make a brocha. Why? Because if that drop wouldn't go out, that's enough of a reason why he needs to, uh, to 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 praise God. So even one drop. So let's see what have we learned. We've learned that it's all day, whenever it happens. We've also learned from the Shulchan Aruch that if it happens once and you didn't make the bracha, you need to make the bracha again. So in other words, so if you've gone to the bathroom a number of times during the day, you have very. You have to actually make a couple of Asher Yotzars. Very interesting, right? Um, and also, even one drop could be considered significant. Now, where does this psa come from? So, whenever I learn mr. Bureau whenever I do Shulchan Aruch, I always look at the Beragola to try to figure out where this psa comes from. So. Um, Now, if you look at the he over here, it says, sham bishem gon. Now, sham would be the one right before that. This is Hagos Maimani, which is one of the Rishonim who wrote on the Rambam. So in other words, there's a Rishon who says this, that the um, the Beis Yosef, the Machaber, is based on. But this already takes us to the heart of the issue, and and I'll explain why. Um, if we take a look at the... In Shul, if you take a look, this is the Shulchan Aruch that we just read. Right here is uh, the Mogen Avram. The Mogen Avram writes that... One second, you shouldn't make this brocha twice. This is not a bracha that the body function forces you or the benefit of the body function forces you to make the bracha. And since you've had two benefits, you need to make two brachas. He says, it's a birkas hodohi. This is, this is not a birkas hanenin. It's a bracha that when this occurs, you feel you need to praise God. So even though perhaps you should have praised God before, one time is enough. Similarly, let's say you ate, and you didn't say bircha and then you ate some more. You could have benched before, but you decided to eat some more. And maybe, in fact, you stopped. You, 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 um, you, 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 you have to make a new bracha because you were finished eating, and you didn't think you were going to eat some more. So what happens? You now do one and Muslim on both. And this is also, it says, So there's another Rishon who disagrees. So even though there might be a Rishon who says that this is a brocha that you need to keep on making, uh, and then you have to store them up, you can see here from the Bach quoted by the Mogan Another other Rishonim say it's called Birch HaSaudah. And before I move on here, I think this is the essential question. What is this bracha? Is this bracha pure praising of God? Well, if it's pure praising of God, listen to where I'm going to go with this. If it's pure praising of God, then perhaps it's not even what happened to you. In other words, if it's about the benefit that you received and the exuding of the poisons from your system and the, the sense of relief that you had. So then, the the Bach says, that Rabbi Yul Sirkish says, the author of the Bach, the Bayez Chodash, that makes sense that you need to make that bracham. Now, parenthetically, that could mean that if you didn't get a benefit from it, you wouldn't make the bracham. It might say that if that occurs, and it occurs in a painful way, maybe you don't make the bracha. But if you say that it's a bracha of praise of God, listen to where I'm going with this, like this other side, the side of the Bach, that it's a praise of God, then maybe it's a praise of God that should be sparked by what happened to you, but even if it didn't come out, even if it wasn't normal, in your case, painful in your case, it still should inspire you to praise God over and above yourself. So, if we take the second approach, the approach that is already planted here, in uh, you can see in the and and we're going to see it in the summary shown in as well, he quotes the Rebbe the Shabal Yalechit, I'm going to show you uh, an even uh, stronger Rishon uh, that says it clearly. Then if that's the case, then you could actually expand this even where in your own situation it might actually be different. Now, how could your own situation be different? One way it could be different, I said it could be painful. The other thing it could be is is that it's happening, but it's happening in a constant. It's happening with a constant dripping. It's kind of like people who have catheters, for example. The the catheter is pulling out constantly urine from their system. So do they have to wait till the till the bag is empty, and now they'll make the bracha? So. Rav Shlomo and others say no, that if we assume that this is a bracha of, of shavach so that bracha can be made even though, now again you might want to say how can you make a bracha the, the, the urine is coming out and the urine is visible those are separate questions about covering it up, about it being in a place where you don't see it, a place where it doesn't generate a bad smell I'm not talking about that um, but it's possible that even though the if this, if Chazal want this bracha to be made as a shevach to God, even the person who's who it isn't working that way could make that bracha. Um, and Avrami, you you mentioned this a couple of nights ago when we discussed this on our on our night shear. Um, and I'm going to show you that that opinion that the bracha is not necessarily connected to what happened to you, but it's a shevach. Hashem is not just the Bach, and I'm going to show you the Ritva, but actually can be seen in this Halacha as well. In, in Simon Dalid, in, um, in Shulchan Aruch, the Machaber writes that you wash your hands and you make the on Ati The Ramo writes Asher Yotzer should be said every single day, So even if somebody didn't use the facilities, for some reason he had no desire. Imagine that. A person can wake up, I don't have to go to the bed. Again, maybe there's something wrong with them. I don't know. Usually say if somebody doesn't have to uh, relieve himself, there's something wrong. But you can imagine somebody is not, he doesn't need to. Um. So the Ramah already says that even if it didn't occur, Chazal want this being said. So, again, Tamar's question and other people's question, well, it's not functioning normally. It's not working the way it should. Is it yeah. said by the Chazal Sashats at all? I mean, like, is this type of thing, if it's a Hodah to Hashem, then why wouldn't it be as part of the regular Brachov? Good question. She was saying, why, why, we know the Minig Ashkenaz, uh, and this gets into a whole different discussion of how these Birchas HaShachar play out. Um, the the Sfarim actually uh, did not, the Sfarim, the Brachas that we talk about, Meicham uh, Etzadi Gover, Ozer Yisro Bigvura, Oter Yisro which all are connected to things that we do to get ready, to get started in the daytime, uh, the Sephardim do it when they do it, just like the Gemara says, when you tie your shoes, when you wake up, when you stand up, when you stretch, when you walk, when you put on your clothing for the first time. The Rosh s- says the Minigan Ashkenaz was to push all of those things and let the Chazan say it, or you should say it when you come to Shul, but the Chazan can say it and people can hear it and say Amen and, 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 be, and they can be Yotzei. So Sheila is asking, Based on the Minnig why don't we just say Asher Yotzer as well? Right. Why don't we say Asher Yotzer as well as sort of like something that everyone could say? Um, it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, um, I, I do want to just mention in this regard, I heard from one of my rabbis, Malavishalom, Rabbi Yaakov Moshe Pupko, um, who said that he, and I don't know if he was there, but somehow he heard from Rav Aaron Kotler and the name of Aaron Cole was so. You know, Varankal, of course, the person who started the Lakewood Yeshiva. Um, yeshiva in Lakewood, which is now, I guess, you know, in America, the biggest yeshiva in the United States and maybe the biggest in North America. And again, it rivals the size of the big yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael. If you have to mention the great yeshivas in the world, you know, I guess Mir is the biggest right now. And maybe um, Lakewood is number two. I don't know exactly the numbers, but we're talking about thousands and thousands of people in yeshiva there. But the shiva wasn't that large. And Rav Arun in the beginning, you know, whatever, a couple of hundred students that they had. And Rav Arun saw a student uh, coming out of the bathroom and making the brocha of Ashariotzer out loud. And Rav Arun, uh, uh, right? And um, he came over to him. And again, there were other students that were by. They heard him say the brocha. And they said, Amen. And Rav Aaron uh, said to him, it seems to me something that you do Bitsina, you make the bracha Bitsina. That's something that, in other words, the bracha isn't meant to be proclaimed. It, it definitely is a great feeling and it's supposed to lift you and, 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 and remind you of God's greatness. But it should be a bracha that uh, should be said uh, quietly. Now, it could be that's the attitude Again, this gets the, the balance between the greatness of this bracha and the reality of where this bracha, what, what it stems from. And because of that, maybe that was the reason why Chazal, you know, there wasn't this minag to, to say it publicly. Um, if you take a look at the Mishnah bura by the way, on that piece of Ramo, he says, why is it that the Mishnah is going on, why you say Asher Yotzar? Because every morning you're a new Bria Chadosha." And you need to praise God that you're that you're in your body and you're and it's like you're a new creature, and therefore you say about your soul, and you say asher about the body, right? You say both, um, and therefore, um, you know the Prima points out. Let's say you were up all night, so you're not like a bria so maybe you don't say asher yotzer. So okay, so but right away we already see that this is not what you th- what you might think it is. So we have the Ramah and we have the Bach, um, who who say clearly at uh, uh, this point. Um, we as you saw here that there is a uh, a, a discussion of 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 doing the bracha um, twice. Well, um, Rabbi David Yosef deals with this question. You forgot to say Asher Yotzer. What's the time period that you have? How long do you have? Um, so the p'sak that Rab David Yosef says that you have seventy-two minutes, and then you could say it b'sheimumalchus, but afterwards. He says that you should say without same Malchus because there are people who disagree. Um, however, if within the 72 minutes you um, need to, you, you feel you need to use the bathroom again, then you should only make Asher Yotzer once. Now, it's clear that this p'sak is not like the Shulchan Aruch, right? This p'sak, the Rabbi Yosef says, the Shulchan Aruch, according to the Shulchan Aruch, we saw clearly that you'd have to you'd have to do Asher Yatsar twice. So it's the the poskim have have definitely mitigated uh, the the halacha, and 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 we see that there's this hal- this machlokas, as like I said, between the Bach and the and we're going to see in a minute, and the Marshal and the Beis Yosef. So according to the Beis Yosef, you, you're going to make the Brocha Seemingly, it's going to store up. And you're going to, you have to make that brocha, even if you've gone to the bathroom numerous times, you have to make an asher yotzer for every brocha every time that occurred. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but but when part of what the Rabbi David Yosef quotes here is the ritva. Here's the ritva that I want you to see. The ritva says the following. The Gemara says that you have to go a parsa for nativas yadayim. The, the Gemara Psecham says, that you need to, if you're traveling on the road, and 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 you want to stop here, you need to travel um, a parsa, which is four mil, continuing on your road, in order to wash your hands. And if the water, is, if, if if and you have to go backwards, uh, one mil. What does that mean for washing your hands? The gemara psukkah. What does that mean? You have to keep on traveling. Four mil to wash your hands. Why do you need to wash your hands? What's going on? So there's a machlokus him Is it for davening? Is it, does you want to eat bread? Right? It's because you want to have your meal. You want to wash. How much? So most people assume, Rashi, that it has to do with an atilas yadayim. That's one opinion. Another opinion is in terms of davening with a minion. It's a very important, very uh, a, a important piece of Gemara. Because it sets the stage of how far you have to go out of your way to go for a minion, how far do you have to go for washing? Very important gemara for travelers. Uh, traveling during COVID for sure, you might have uh, issues in terms of all of these things. But the Ritva has a different shot. He says it's for nitiyus yadayim because you've used the faci- you you've, you've 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 gone to the bathroom, or you've used the facilities, or you've exuded yourself. Right? You can't you can't help but be euphemistic here. And you need to wash your hands. Why do you have to wash your hands? Why do you have to wash your hands? And why should uh, you force you to travel? Because you have to make the bracha. Now, especially if you're a Chochem, you shouldn't be traveling with dirty hands because you're going to be learning. So why is the sheer parsa? Why is the sheer parsa? You got to make asher yotzer, but you can't. Why is the shear uh, four mil? Right? Again, a, a mil is 2,000 amos. So four mil is 8,000 ammos. An amma is a foot and a half, approximately. So we're talking about um, 12,000 feet. We're talking about, about two miles, a little bit over two miles. Why do you have to keep on going and walking two miles for this? Because we want you to wash your hands. To say Asher Yotzer, so the Ritva says. Well, so he doesn't say Asher Yotzer. Ritva says, but wait, he's not saying Asher Yotzer right away. Why he should be saying Asher Yotzer right away? It, it might take him twenty minutes to walk two miles, maybe longer. Now because of now because of this, he's, it turns out, or seventy-two minutes it might take. Right, sorry, it's, it's more than that. It's um, it's it, it, it's 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 very long so ein bekachklum ki so here the ritva is on record like the bach and and seeming like the Rama, that this is a birchas shebach and the fact that it doesn't happen immediately right away that really shouldn't uh, that shouldn't that's not an area that concerns us You know, I always talk about the fact that the Bach had one of the most illustrious son-in-laws, the Taz, and they never agree. Um, They had the greatest, uh, the Taz had the greatest respect for his father-in-law, but it's, 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 it's one of the great ironies that almost every time the Taz quotes the Bach, he disagrees with him. And he writes here the following. He says, why should you have to store up the brochas? So the Beis Yosef, as we know, that's from Nagos Maimani, but he, the Beis Yosef quotes his own Rebbe, Yitzch, Rabbi Yitzchak Avuav, that was the Beis Yosef's Rebbe. And the, and, and the Yitzchak Avuav quoted the Yorch chaim in the name of Gaon. Now, I have to tell you, again, since I know who the Yorch chaim is, Yorch chaim lived in Provence. In Provence, they threw out the, the word Gaon very easily to people. So did this come back from Rav Sadia or Rav Gaon, or from one of the early Gaonim, even before? Not necessarily. It might have been just one of the Poskim in Provence, one of the Rishonim. What was the proof from davening? Let's say you daven and you skip, you, you weren't able to say you skip chakras for some reason, you daven mincha twice. So that's the same idea why you would also um, say asher yatser twice. Because Asher Yotzar is a chiev to say, at this time that you had this bodily function, you need to now say Asher Yotzar. You had another one, so it's similar to davening. So, the um, the Bach's question, as you can see, related by his son-in-law is, Tfil is v'mokam karbon. It's Shaykh beit Shuman. That makes sense. You had to bring a carbon, you didn't bring it. Asher Yotzer is, is, is that this event stirs within you a hodah that you're supposed to give to Hashem every day or numerous times. But this should be the same as we said before about eating, which is what the Mogen Avram quotes. What the Mogen Avram doesn't quote is the history here. And he says that the Bach sent a Shiloh. To the Rash of Lublin. Now I'm not sure if this is the Marshal because I'm not sure if they lived in the same time. It's possibly that they did. That's what it seems like. I have to check my dates. But the Marshal was the Godolador in, you know, among the Ashkenazim, even bigger than his cousin, his younger cousin, the Ramah. So it's interesting again that um, you know, the Bach wrote Marashmi Lublin. Again, I'm not sure if this is the Marshal or not. And the Marashmi will blame the Marshal, If it was, he said, "I don't hold of this psak of the Shulchan Aruch." Therefore, this psak—it's in the Shulchan Aruch. I don't care. It should be taken out. That is what the Bach said. Bach said this is wrong. It's a—it's uh, that this is birchas Hodah. That's all that it is. And uh, the Taz says, "Hey chrey kalgon." <laughs> how could you be Cholik on Gaon? Well, Kivalevich is telling you that it might not actually be of someone from the Gaonim, right? It might be from just the Rishonim. And then he says, he quotes from the tour, that you're not supposed to be Cholik on an the Gaonim. Anyway, um, so the, the, it's interesting that the the, the the Taz, Reb David Cohen, uh, disagrees and he goes into, it. I can't go into all the things he says, but what he says is, that as soon as um as soon as um this occurs, as soon as Basharyotzar, as soon as it occurs, Khalov A loymar Loimar There's a Kyiv to say Ashuryotzar right away. The Lav Bidide Right? It's nothing to do with him. And it's not every single one, because you didn't it didn't it happens on its own. It's not your desire to eat. And therefore, he says to say Asher Ashriadsa twice, just right, just like by davening, and therefore Bar on the shochnorach shochnorach is right, my father-in-law is wrong. So, this split here, again, leads us, uh, again, so we have here uh, Rishonim on one side, Rishonim on the other side. Now, should we say Safik Brocha Salachakel or not? So let me show you uh, one other interesting thing. Um Okay. The Berheitev quotes in in the Shulchan Aruch, It says, "Misha shows a sam hamishal shol. The yesh bedaito mitchila lefanos ha'baneimayim ad she'tichlo azumemehem." Someone who is drinking a type of medicine. Now, it sounds that the medicine he's drinking is in order because it's like an enema that he's trying to take. It's like a medicine that he takes that will empty his bowels. So, So there, you wait till your bowels are completely empty. And he quotes here, the Hilchos then he quotes the Yad Aron, who writes on the tour, disagrees and says that you make a bracha b'chol So in other words, you have a person who is in this state and um, he's making a bracha, according to the halachos ketanos, he doesn't make a bracha till it's over, and according to the Yad he makes a brocha, every single bowel movement. That is what is quoted here. Um, the Shari Tshuva, we talked about him in a number of cases, written by Rav Chaim Cheskyo Margolis, says that... That um, he also uh, brings down something similar. Of course, if it's a very strong um, um, diuretic, then of course uh, you should. Then you, that would be a problem to make Asher Yotzer. Okay, and the Mishnah Brura on this point. Says, also quotes this, and he says it's a it's a machlokus, someone who is drinking this, and yeshrom uh, de lo yavarchi yemachar That was the Hochesktanos. The yeshrom divarach bechol Minak is varachrona. The minag. Is and this is what's based on what the Yad Aron writes, the Sfardi Yad Aron, that the minig is to make various brachas, unless it's a very uh, strong diuretic. She should point out that the opinion of the Halachas is also the opinion of the Alter Rebbe, as you can see here. Okay. So this doesn't seem to have so much relevance to what we're talking about, does it? But it does, because this is an example of not looking at the actual source. Skatanos is by Rabbi Yisrael, it should be Rabbi Yaakov or Rabbi Yisrael Yaakov Chagis. It's one of the most frequently quoted sfarim, and unlike many other Chuvahs for them to go into great length. These are chubas that are very, very uh, brief. So look at the way the Chuvah is written. Chola, <laughs> he's ill. <laughs> so it's not that he's trying to have diarrhea. He's ill, and the medicine that he's taking has a bad side effect. And therefore, that side effect is very painful. And he's in pain. So it's not because, oh, there's this, there's this flow, and when do you stop making the brocha? And oh, he, he knows he has to go to the bathroom again. He's going to be going to the bathroom in a couple of minutes. Should he make asher now? Should he save it? Okay, that's not what the Shiva was. The shiva was that the person was in pain, and the person, and therefore the question was, um, should he should he make the bracha after after every movement? But the issue was because it's painful, and he doesn't like what's going on. So what did the what was the the Rabbi Yaakov Chagas' answer? Holam azadoma l'chole. In other words, we know when a person is going through illness and he wants to make birchas hodah. Once again, this is the opinion of the Ritva. This is the opinion of the bach. This is the opinion of the Rama That this is a birchas shevach. But he's saying it's a shevach, but it's a hoidah for you personally. So in other words, it might be a birchas shevach, but it's got to be connected to you. And if it, for you it's painful well that's bad news and therefore you need to wait till it's over until it's no longer painful now Rabbi Yaakov son uh son, uh the um the maniyah, he calls himself the uh um, the maram Chag- Chagiz, who was his son says that my father's, and he has this big note here, and he says, uh, could even be by someone who's healthy. He's not sick. And that's the person that wants to, uh, use a diuretic. There you could say his mind is on. He knows he's waiting for the whole process to finish. And he says, oh, so you have to wait till it's over. But these are two different questions. So the, the, what, what's in the Mishnah Brura, what's in the Berhetev and also someone in the Shari Tshuva, is really this is what the son added. What the father spoke about was not dealt with, which is when it's painful and it's, it's upsetting and it's not what you want. Do you make that bro That is the, uh, that's that's a whole different approach. Is a totally different opinion of this is is offered by uh, one of the most prolific writers of the 19th century in rabbinic works, Rabbi Shlomo Kluger, who was an Av and broad, uh, and he in his one of his svarim, his trubasay, for a very famous one, Halif L'choshal, shlo- l'cho and let's see what he writes. This is a person who has prostate uh, illness. He has a prostate situation where, uh, because of that, he's, um, he's, he has frequent urination. Um, can he make asher yotzar? Because it's a klola what's occurring to him. It's a kololo. Okay. So this was the question. Y- yes, the tipas are coming out, but he doesn't want that to happen. He's got an illness. Can I, can I make Asher Yotzer when I'm ill? This is this thing that's happening. This exuding is not the way it should be. I should be able to control myself more. And now it's not. Now, in order to prove that you don't make a bracha. Asher Yotzer in such a way, he quotes a very interesting p'sak for Rabbi and Ivashitz. Well, ex- explanation of 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 of, of Ivashitz explains what we know is p'sak. The p'sak is that you're about to give tzedakah to someone, you don't make a bracha. Why not? Why don't you? Why don't you make a brocha that you that you're on tzedakah? Now you can say a lot of answers. One of the answers you might say is because you're going to make the guy feel like two cents, right? You're trying to give tzedakah. You want to show him that you really care for him and you love him, and you really. And now you say you're a piece of a mitzvah for me. Okay. So it could be that's the reason why there is no bracha. Another reason uh, suggested by some is because the man might not accept it. You don't know. And therefore, and once you've given the bracha, the tzedakah, it's too late, and he does take it. The Tumim has an interesting answer, Vienna and I, He says, the reason why you don't make a bracha on tzedakah, because it's a terrible thing that the guy has to come on to you. The fact that there's inequalities with people, and the per- person needs money from you, is a klola. So therefore, based on what Vienna said, he felt the person who, who was suffering from this prostate issue felt he shouldn't have to make a bracha either um but the gemara though says that um we know that there's certain there's a machlokas whether you make a brocha on certain types of uh vinegar or certain types of dates that didn't grow properly and that were that were that were that were uh, uh attacked by atmospheric conditions, and because of that, they didn't... Uh, the person's sad that his crops didn't grow, but the, the food is edible. Do you make a broch in that case? Rebutus says you don't, because it's a min klola. But we paskin and in, 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 in mishnayists, that you do make a broch, even though there's a negative story behind why this is happening. Anyway, that's the way the question came to Roshlein Mekluger. So Roshlein Mekluger says you're mixing up things that, are, that shouldn't be mixed up. When it comes to tzedakah, the bracha is on the giving of tzedakah. And that, of course, is, the, 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 Rabbi Yonason Ivesh felt, the fact that we still have poor people in the world and the fact that it's a, a, a bad situation, we wish people didn't need to have to come on to others for tzedakah, that's a kloa. But Asher Yotzar, you're telling me that that's also like a kloa, that you have this situation. True, I'm I'm not happy that this is happening to you, but you're not making a bracha about yourself. You're making a bracha al guf habriya, asher yotsar haadam bechokma vze guf ha'vitova. You're making the bracha on mankind, umabakach tli isha ze ha'viro zeh yina'achir. I've a bracha ha'vai al adver tova. You're right for this person for you the shoel. It's bad news, but the brach itself is on the way God created the system. So even though Rav Shlomo wants to say, now he gets into the the, you know, the vinegar a little bit later, but but it seems like what he wants to say is is that it doesn't make a difference if you. This is really the, the the extension of what we've been seeing. Not only is a bir shevach it's a bir shevach about humanity. Now, Chazal felt this would be the prime time for you to think this. Or according to the Ramah, every day you should be thinking this. If you happen to go to the bathroom, that would be a good time for you to think about this. But ultimately, it's not even about you. So according to this approach of Birchus Hodah, Rafal Meklugar is now taken to the point where it doesn't have to be relative to you. It could be you're in pain. It could be yeah, uh, But you're making that brocha So, even though it's not working for you, how about that? If it's not working for you, is that considered right now? According to according to the Ramoner even if this is not considered normal, you would still make the bracha. But in this, let me just share with you, um, and we'll end with this: the uh, what Rev Herzog was asked this. It's interesting that in about 1964. Rav Herzog, Rav Zipesach Frank, and others who were the Gedele, a uh, place coming near at and you know, not necessarily, you know, there wasn't this difference between Haredim and Am Haredim so much there. Uh, Rav Herzog, the chief rabbi, and Rav Zipesach Frank, who was Rav Yerushalayim, they're both seemingly asked the same question about someone that had a catheter. So he says, and the person asked, he said, well, um, it's not coming out normally. He says, one second. There's still a pella that God did give us some way that poisons can leave our body. It's the playa yitzira, and and the fact is now that the poisons have left you, you are going to be healthier, and you won't die from the the from, from the, the from from septic from the septic poison. So kol zman shonakom vachalulim as long as there's some opening, even though you need the tube for that to work, that's still niflos right? And even though the person needs the catheter in order to bring the urine out of his body, still, sometimes let's say the catheter gets stuck. So it's chaste Hashem that. We can, with medical science, bring this out of your body. In order for Rav Herzog R- R- to prove this, he shows many cases where we need a little bit of help, and it's still considered as if we did it. So, in other words, you went to the bathroom, Rav Herzog is saying, with the catheter. Well, you had a bowel movement, even though you needed help, and it was abnormal, but that's still part of the you're not. Unfortunately, you don't have the schust or whatever the the healthiness that the other person has. But it's still the pliyas habayrei, and for that you would still have to make the bracha. And then he goes on to show other places where uh, people who walk with uh, uh, with with, with uh, crutches or other things to help them walk is still considered walking. People who see things with their glasses. All these things are examples of how a paula that's helped along with a little bit of medical help is still considered a, a proper paula I want to end here, though, with uh, something. So uh, what have we determined? So if a person has the colostomy bag, the leostomy bag, um, even though it's not coming out in the normal way, but it's still part of the system is, is working. And it's still, even though they helped create this exit, um, there was still, uh, you could say you would make the brocha based on the fact that other people, like the Kluger, you would make the Brocha based on the fact that it does occur. Uh, if it's, if it's uh, through a catheter, we have the Pesach of Herzog, that it's still, uh, from the Pela, that it's still working. And therefore, uh, it does come out of the catheter eventually. So that would be another reason to make a brocha again you'd have to rely on Sch Flem the Kluger in the case of of of, of when you create uh, something that goes through the system but not all the way which is what the ileostomy or the colostomy bag is it doesn't the 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 the, the uh, large intestine is not working well enough for it to go out through the sphincter and the anus but it still does go through part of the system that God created and that would be a, a reason Um it's interesting, the Pesach of Rav is by dialysis, which I want to show you here. <laughs> if you're connected to the dialysis machine, you have to praise God that, that, that you are alive. But you can't make Asher because that's already even if Shlomo Alman says, and even though he would make the he feels he agrees with Rav Herzog and others that you make the brocha on the catheter a person in the catheter. So if you look here, this is the way this, this one of the standard ways of dialysis. There is one where it's connected to your hands. And it takes the blood out. But this is, as you know, the way dialysis, the, one of the normal, this is called peritoneal dialysis. You can see from the picture that what happens is, is that they, they actually bore a hole into um, the area where uh, um, his body's uh, fluids and, 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 and food is going. And they take it out this way, and they put in this uh, this dialysate. Now, maybe reformazamin felt, and you can see here the way the process works, and you can see the way it's hooked up, and then it it's, exits. This is already subverting completely the uh, the 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 system. In other words, it's not... So this might be different than a colostomy bag. I don't know if, if you guys agree. Um, yeah, no, what it does is it, it does its own... It filters it out by that sort of that infusion and diffusion osmosis type idea where it, it, it'll... it So it, it's actually bypassing your system of, of halim, halim, you know. Right. But, it, it, but with the other... With the colostomy bag or the other bag that actually goes through a partial part of the system. so that would be enough of a reason to distinguish between, very good, Sheila, thank you, it would be enough of a reason to distinguish between uh, dialysis and, uh, and this other case. Um, I said I was going to end with that. I just want to end on a little more positive, less graphic note. To just end on a note from Shlomo Zalman, which is perhaps not so technical and graphic, but still very important and relevant to where we started. Um, Reverend Shlomo Salman was Mesupik, Yeshua it's written in Alicha Shlomo, which recounts his Hoyros and bzokim, whether a person who has himself gone to the bathroom can be motzi someone else who also has gone. Uh, can you be motzi someone with Asher Yotzar? And Rosh Alman says that this is really dependent on what we've been talking about. Um, if both people have gotten a benefit, for example, you're eating an apple, someone else is going to eat an apple. So there you can make the bracha and it could work for that person as well. Obviously in benching, it definitely works. Uh, as we know. Um, so the question is the asher Yotzar. If it's a birch has then only that... Um, that would mean that you can't make a Birch for someone else. That person doesn't have that experience and doesn't feel that same praise. But if it's birchas it should be allowed. Now, as we saw, even though the achronim would go against the Shulchan Aruch and, and they say that if a person already feels the need to go to the bathroom a second time, that the first bracha is subsumed, you don't make you know, the first movement is not is not doesn't register. So that sounds like it works exactly like birchas hanenin, like when a person is no longer hungry, uh, he can't do birchas um Or thirsty for boring the foshos. So, because if it would be a birchas hashavah, why would you not? Make the bracha a second time. Uh, again, um, you could argue with this um, and say that you don't need to because it's one shabbach for everything. Um, but Rosh Hashanah seems to feel that if it's a pure birchaz hashabbach, then the shabbach happened twice to you, so you should make the bracha twice. Uh, now. Um, and therefore, if it is uh, Birchas Hananen, um, when we talked about the idea of of being Motzi, when we talk about Birchas Hananen, when we talk about being Motzi, uh, someone else, um, here, since it's part of Birchas Hashachar, uh, the Mishabura seems to suggest that uh, the, the shliach Tzibur could be Motzi, whatsoever part of Birchas Hashachar, Shlom Zalman says, and this refers to something that, that was asked before early in the Shir today, that could be it's only the Asher Yotzer in the morning, but afterwards, um, it might just be a regular Birchas HaShavach. In other words, in the morning, it's part of what every Jew needs to say. It becomes like a Chiyuv, and therefore, do you have an idea of a Shluyach being motz you even with Asher Yotzer. But therefore, he uh, remains in a state of of course, working the other way to say that it is Birchas and not Birchas one should try to stand up according to Rishwam Muzalman uh, on Asher Yotzar, because on the tzad that it is a pure Birchas Hashabach, when you're praising God, it, what's demanded from you is to stand up as if you're testifying, so to speak, uh, towards that praise. And that's why he was trying to be medactic to really, on both sides, because obviously this question is in his mind, part this and part that, which leads to that Suffolk bracha. So in terms of the suggestion of, of that we had from Tamar to, to make brachas for you, uh, that could have happened um, uh, on one side of what we've been talking about. Um, of course, if you're not there to hear it, you can't answer Almain. But if, if, they would have, it would, if it would have occur and you would have two people and one person doesn't feel they can make the bracha, the other person would be able to, it's possible that according to um, the way that Rosh uh, Hashanah understands this, you would be able to make the bracha for the other person, but that's if you see it purely as birchas hanenen. And then, if that's what it is, then it would be limited to whether it's actually beneficial to you, whether it might be an afkamina about how much pain you're going through. Really, this issue is, I, I hate saying this, but eventually it's a gray matter that could lead to perhaps greater clarification down the road.